Well, on Saturday night, we saw a first half that inspired hope and a second half that reminded everyone of Hawthorne's Jekyll and Hyde duality. Plenty of fans left scratching their heads as the Hawks surrendered a big lead to Collingwood, suffering an 18-point defeat. Now the team takes on Sydney in a Friday night blockbuster that promises to be a great game. Well, for an hour at the very least. Hello, I'm Nick Mason and welcome to the most must-hear podcast for all fans of the Hawthorne Football Club. And joining me is a man who tipped would drop Saturday evening's game, but probably didn't predict the way everything went down. G'day, Tiz. Well, I'm still furious. I <laughs> uh, should never get that far ahead of Collingwood and still lose, but that first half was really, really, well, shows what we could do. Well, exactly, and that's that's what's so disappointing, isn't it? It was all on the back of the young kids, though. That whole first yeah. half performance was terrific. I mean, yeah. uh, it's not like the vets had a really big impact. No, that's right. The whole I think, night. Uh, you know, it is disappointing, but I did tweet out in the aftermath and the debrief of it all that I did expect this to happen at some stage. In fact, you know what? I really thought Melbourne was the game where this kind of collapse was going to happen. Uh, we were in a good position and then we just let it go and we end up losing. It, it seems to be the final square in shit season bingo. Like it was always going to come up. It was just a matter of when. And we've seen it now and it leaves a sour taste in the mouth, I tell you what. No Strats, no Frawley, no Birchall, no Cyril, no Amira. And to still come that close to Collingwood, I think Buckley knows it's all over now. <laughs> really? What, based on that? Didn't look like it in the rooms, mate. I mean, it looks like they'd won the premiership in the rooms. Did you see those scenes? But if you can play that badly in the first half and that well in the second half, yeah, that shows the potential of your side when they ignore the coaching. <laughs> Do you reckon that's what happened? When they ignore the whole preamble and the game plan. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I get your point. I get your so, point. And it's, it's quite strange because I, I tweeted at the time that the momentum was just oppressive. It, yeah. We just couldn't get anything going. Yep. Um, after half time, it was very strange. What did we score? One goal, two, one goal, three. Yeah, in the I think it was half? one goal, three. Luke Bruce, I think, kicked a goal very early in the second half, and then it was just an onslaught, an avalanche from there. Just incredible. I mean, you don't you don't see that from Hawthorne very often. No, you don't. And I, you know what? I don't attribute it to Collingwood. <laughs> that's, that's just fact. I mean, and you know why? It's not just to piss off Collingwood fans. It's more the fact that, I mean, that's been the trend since JLT week one for us. I mean. You know, you you look at our games since then, even pre-season, it's just... Well, it's the third quarters that have been bad. We've yeah. usually turned up again in the last quarter. Sometimes, yeah. But... Not um, all the time. Well, when we're close. Yeah. When there's a bit of... When we have a sniff. Yeah. But nevertheless, there is, in almost all of our games, I mean, barring our three wins, um, there's just a hint of a collapse about it. We just fold and... I have no idea why that is. Now, I, I, oh, I do... Oh, I've got some ideas. Okay, we'll get to those. I, I want to get to the argument, first of all, that some people will probably make in, the, in light of this loss. The argument that we had significant outs. Now, we've already touched upon this a little bit. Now, people will seek to discredit Collingwood because of the long list of players that we have out of the side at the moment through injury. Um, the Pies defeated a side that didn't have Rioli, Stratton, Frawley, Birchall, O'Meara, just to name a few... But, I mean, as you pointed out, Tiz, the fact is the side minus those players is the side that raced away to a 43-point lead to begin with. Yeah. So, and as Clarkson said in his post-match presser, he said, no one would have been talking about the six changes we made at halftime, which is true. No one would have given a shit about it because we were travelling well. And he says six because, obviously, um, O'Brien and Brand were late outs and we brought in um, Sicily and Heatherly. Um 
the same side, unfortunately for us, and don't know why, gave up that lead. So it can't be down to personnel changes because the very same personnel are getting it done and getting into a good position on a week-to-week basis. Um, so I personally don't put this down to significant outs, the key players not being in the side. So therefore, I don't know what happens at the selection table this week. I don't think it even matters, really. Well, I say that. Other We've than got a couple of injuries again. Are you talking about Gunston and Puopolo? Yes. Both, uh, Clarkson, both with knee concerns. Clarkson tips will be in the side this week, but I mean, you know, he would say that. Oh, I'm hopeful, but Gunston did look pretty bad. And I never mm. saw footage of what Poppy did. But didn't he started wonderfully, Poppy. He did, he did. He had an incredible number of um, pressure acts. It's just, he was on fire. And uh, it was so strange that... We didn't even see him in the second half. And he must have had the injury there, you see. Well, he was uh, second best of field still. Nevertheless, Mm. in spite of the injury, he had 15 disposals. And here's the key stat, 13 tackles. uh, Easily the best tackle count of our players on the night. He kicked two goals that helped us take control of the game pretty early. So that was vital. Uh, we've got Liam Shields and Isaac Smith, who both had pretty good games. They're on par with one another, really. Uh, 25 and 26 touches, respectively. Ty Vickery returned to the side. Yes. We tips he might do a reverse Samson, and his power was without his hair. I don't think that was the case. I thought he was fairly good. Really? Yeah, he, he took his opportunities. He kicked a goal. It he did was kick quite a goal. good in the ruck. That goal was quite a good moment. I enjoyed that. When it, whenever he went up for a mark, we seemed to get the possession at ground level, even if it wasn't taken. I'm just So he, his, his competitive spirit is quite good. I'm just... Well, that might be the case. I'm still not sure he had the impact that people hoped for. Um, he did join Josh Gibson at the bottom of the AFL fantasy table for us. So... <laughs> yeah, okay. There the you go. fantasy points. Well, yeah. what? what are, are, you, are you questioning their merit? Yeah. Do they not, I, do I they que- not articulate I do question the their merit because um, okay. we're looking at disposal efficiency that isn't allocated any kind of value in, in right. fantasy stats. Okay, so, fair enough. But... Um, Poppy had 27 pressure acts. Ooh. Gunston had 26. Bruce okay. had 24. 30 okay. with Shields. And uh, a game-high 32 to uh, Tommy Mitchell. Yeah, we probably should discuss Tom Mitchell, eh? Yeah, so <laughs> it's probably worth talking about. 32 pressure acts on top of his 50 posies. 50 disposals. It was that so is good. just nuts. It was worth watching through to the end just to see him get the 50th. <laughs> just to see him rack it up. The most disposals gathered by any Hawthorne player. Yeah. Uh, is that meant to be ever? Yes. Yeah, I thought so. It's just data I gathered from the Hawthorne FC website. Um, he did have a significant contribution, it must be said. He put us in a winning position to begin with, and uh, he, well, he tried the rest of the night. You, you can't have a 50-possession game and uh, you know also say in the same breath that, oh, he stopped at some point. No, he really kept going the entire night. No, no, it was very consistent. Like He had 14 touches in the first, and then 12 in the second, 12 in the third, 12 in the fourth. Buckley came out and immediately... He, he won't say this now, but he sort of discredited Mitchell's game. Um, he said that Collingwood basically weren't worried. Well, I got the feeling that they felt they couldn't do much about it yes. and that they needed to win in other areas. Yeah. Now, Buckley has coached him at under-16 level in WA. <laughs> okay. So he's seen how good Tommy can be. And he said that he does things by stealth. So right. um, it's not really... He, he just wills himself to get the ball. Okay. And you can't really intercept that. Yeah. But what you can do is those that are receiving the 
touches from him, yeah, you can nullify their importance, which is probably what happened. Which, which is exactly what they tried to do. Doesn't that all have a really familiar ring to it? I mean, doesn't this sound like Pendlebury versus us for like the previous ten games? <laughs> I mean, it's funny how Pendlebury things was very good. Though. He was very good, and it's about time he had some sort of an impact against us that virtually got them over the line. It hasn't been the case in the last few years. We've let him do whatever he likes, but this time, on this occasion, it did really come back to bite us. But I will say Buckley came out um, earlier this week and he did sort of backpedal on this idea. Yeah, he he sort of... He wanted to um, clarify his comments, Tiz, which is basically a a cute buzzword for... (laughs) I'm I'm going to change my position. I think I need to point out uh, Shields' game. He started wonderfully. Yep. So he got 13 touches in that first quarter. Did he? 13? 13. Cool. But he finished with 25. Okay. So he only had two touches in the second, six in the third, and four to go through to the end. Right. Which means that he had a remarkable drop-off. <laughs> yes, it it does sound like it, yeah. And um, the other thing I want to say is that they say that Mitchell doesn't get the greatest metres gained, right? Mm. So he ranks 87th in the AFL for metres gained, but yep. he's number one yeah. for assisted metres gained. Okay. Now, for people such as me listening to this who don't necessarily have their head around what that means, could you articulate so it? So he doesn't kick the ball and and get the metres himself, but he helps other players yep. to gain meterage going forward. Right, okay, which is so, pretty important. assisted meters gained. Now, meters gained is a vector, mm. f- a vector value. So, if you go backwards, that detracts from your numbers of meters gained. Okay. Right? And if you only go forward, it only adds. So, at the end of the game, Hawthorne had um, about a K, or no, 700 meters less than yeah. um, Collingwood. In metres gained. I don't know about this stat, Tiz, because by this logic, Langford has about 20 kilometres gained, but I don't know what it um, means. What did Langers have? He had, no, he, he, he went 169 metres gained. Now, Langford okay. was an interesting case on on Saturday night because he only played 65% of the game. Did he? Mm. Actually, yeah. So, Come to think of it, he wasn't a huge so presence. He, he may have copped a knock. Yeah. Uh, also, sort of down on, on time on ground was... Um, was White Cross. He was indeed. So perhaps they felt they were not required. Um, White Cross certainly went missing in the third quarter, but he may not have been on the ground. Well, he had company. There's a few players that didn't seem like they were out there in the third quarter. Um, now, speaking of Tiz, we had a question uh, from Twitter. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, listeners, at Hawk Talk Pod is the place to go. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. We've got a question from, uh, I believe it's pronounced Nime or Name. I'm going to go with Nime. He asks, what do people think our problem is come the second half? Do we get tired? Do we lose confidence? Are we not fit enough? Is it something else? Well, it could be a question of fitness, Mm. but I would say it's probably more likely to do with concentration. Yeah. Just there's a whole lot of lapses, and you can see the lapses as they come up the ground (laughs) trying to attack. (laughs) Yeah. Um, That comes from being a young team, of course, and having lots of young individuals that haven't played much together. Mm. But what I want to talk about is this idea of momentum in the game. We saw we had definite palpable momentum in that first half. Mm. And there have been some recent scientific studies talking about momentum. Mm. And what they do is they, in this case, they had them on a rowing machine and they had two little avatars on a screen. Mm. One was them and the other was controlled by the the experimenter. Mm. And so... 
they could control whether they were gaining on their opponent or not. Right, okay. And so there's two in the team for the rowing. And no matter how hard they try, they the avatar keeps... Just pushing away. Pushing away into yeah. the distance, right? <laughs> and so they watched what happened within the team and the exertion levels and things like that. And what they yeah. found was the rhythm and the, um, and the need for more energy to be put into the boat increased, mm. but their cohesion in how they moved did not. Right. And when you put this to 18 players on a ground, <laughs> yeah, right, okay. and you have all these contested possessions and you have one-on-one matchups, it becomes a real concern when you have negative momentum mm. and the communication between players is down because they're trying to work out what they're meant to be doing in that situation. Yeah. Now, in the case where it's, they're young, this is so much worse for these players. Yeah. You know, because they've got so much more to think about. On the other side, when you have positive momentum, mm. you just start deciding when to attack. You decide <laughs> when to take risks. Yeah. You decide to, um, you know, really force this moment or or wait back and play the percentages in this one, mm. right? Because you've got that lead. Now, we didn't take anything out of having the lead in the second half. Yeah. There was no real, you know, if we got a goal, their whole momentum would have fluctuated hugely because the scoreboard pressure has mm. a really big impact on momentum. But we just couldn't manage it. One goal at, at some of those... Key moments, and I think Collingwood would have struggled, but we just couldn't get it. Geez, it would have been nice if Luke Bruce had been brought forward 50 metres towards goal. Might have, yeah, that was not, very strange. Might have changed the complexion of the game just a little bit, I would have thought. It's funny how momentum also impacts the umpires. Maybe it's the crowd. Maybe it's that what uh, noise of affirmation. Isn't that what they <laughs> Yeah, something like that, yeah. yeah. The weight of expectation wouldn't have helped too on some of those young players. And you could see Headley no. was getting frustrated. What do you think of that? Oh, it's fine. Yeah, I don't mind it. Yeah. I mean, I think it's I think it's really too early to make a call on Headley. It probably deserves more time, if anything. Well, you'll definitely have a match-up Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> you certainly will. With all those tools We're dead. <laughs> no, it's not we that, are dead. It's not that bad. Oh, come on, mate. It's Who got are such put? potential. It's exactly what you want to rise for as a... as a. We know that it's going to be too hard for us. We haven't got the list. Yeah. But Sydney, you know, they think they're coming, right? They're going to have another crack at the Premiership. And we have the opportunity Do you to reckon, just... Is that, is that really the sentiment coming out oh, of we the have, Swans camp? We have the opportunity to trip them up no end and make it so hard for them going into I the told next, you, I, I'm pretty sure I mentioned it earlier this year, like I when we were losing that string of games, I will relish our position. As long as we're looking forward to the future, I'll relish every moment we're able to trip another club up in their <laughs> quest for a premiership. Just to be the, the resident saboteurs... Of the competition, I think it's right. it's a role we haven't seen Hawthorne play for a long time, and I think it, it, it you know it's bittersweet because we're not successful, but the sweet part of that equation is oh it's going to be awesome when a club thinks they're about to make the eight and we just dash their hopes and dreams. Well, not only that, but we keep them in the bottom four of the eight and uh, make it a bit harder. You know, they have to travel. Exactly for right. Once, you know? Exactly right. I, I think that's going to be very enjoyable to watch. If we can't make it ourselves, we'll bring other teams down. Don't you worry about that. So <laughs> so talking about Headley, he had 93% on ground, okay, which is pretty damn good for a boy coming up from Box Hill. 11 touches, 4 contested, a wonderful tackle and mm. kind of smother against Pendlebury when he was running into goal in that third quarter, I think. Yeah, yeah. And now, some of his tackles are just bone-crunchingly oh, good. Yeah, they were like, very good. 
you'd you'd be aware he was around. I think. Yeah, I think there was one in particular where he just was lurking. I can't remember which player it was. He was just lurking, waiting for the guy to pick up the ball, and then it was a real monster. Yeah, yeah, just crunched him like this. Enormous vice just it, wrapping around this guy. A couple of times, yeah. Unfortunately, he didn't feel it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but he was, yeah. I thought that was good effort. And uh, like I said, I had concerns about Langford and and Whitecross their game time being down. Mm. And I'm not sure whether Whitecross really deserves his position at the moment. Nah, it's um, pretty bland, wasn't it? It's pretty bad. Um, yeah. I reckon the trio of Burton, Hardwick, and Howe, um, they're pretty rock solid at the moment. I don't see them going anywhere. Oh, they still make mistakes, but oh, geez, sure. Burton looks like he's a first-class player, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think... Some of his balks to create space for himself and <laughs> yeah. then launch it long. It was almost um, Sam Mitchell-esque. There were a the, couple He's of able moments. to, like, stop time and the make... The lateral movement. Yeah. yeah, it was really impressive. But I think those three players I mentioned, they do make mistakes, but it, it seems like we can trust them. And we can trust that we can invest in them going forward and it won't be a diabolical mistake. Right. You know there are some players and, you know, I think every individual Hawk fan has their own. Okay. But there are some players where like. it's like, well, <laughs> you're going you gonna to challenge me on this one? I love you it. You have this one is, too. People love this, Nick. Where they just <laughs> love it? hear you squirming, trying oh, not to think boy. of the player's name. <laughs> no, no, I, I know the player's name. Like like show and makers. He's okay. not playing at no, the moment. No, he's not playing at the moment. But there's a reason he's not playing, Tiz. It's because we're not sure. Because he's leaving. Isn't it? Well, is he leaving? Well, he's got no contract at Hawthorne. As he's playing in the twos, he's unlikely to stay. Mm. So what's the point in investing time in him? Well, I think we have invested time in him. And this is my very point that I'm trying to make. We have done so. uh, And we're still not really that sure. And so maybe it's time to move on. Uh, We We got repaid on that investment. Well, with a with a premiership, I guess. Yeah, you and can say with, that. He had a stellar season in 2012. He did. He did. Um, very unlucky not to get a premiership that day. Yeah. So, he'd probably be quite good in another club. We just don't have a role for him. Yeah, maybe. Well, oh, okay. I agree to some extent that that's true. We don't have a role I for him right now. I did feel they'd probably put him in defence. Yeah. Um, especially when Brand uh, went out with illness. I yeah. saw Headley came in. That's a big tick for him. I'm all for that. And, and that stat that you quoted, uh, 93% of game time, I like that. I like that the club is backed heavily and it's kind of like, well, they know they need to start looking to see younger players and looking for more options because um, that's just the reality of things. Uh, now, Tiz, I want to get to some um, questions and comments from Twitter at HawkTalkPod if you want to chat with us. Uh, we got one from Obsessive Compulsive who, fittingly enough, had a couple of tweets. Um, how far away from a free-kick recipient does a ball have to be misdirected for a 50-metre penalty to be applied? We've covered this a bit, but uh, that was baffling. That's one of the more baffling decisions. Especially when there's three umps. Yeah. I say decisions. It was a real non-decision, wasn't it? I had a real problem with the umpires virtually all night. And yes, I do include when we were winning. Well, we were well ahead in the in the free kick count at half time, of course, and then ended up being behind. It's a, it's a frustrating thing because with umpires, it's not always the ones they pay; it's the ones they we let did go. Have three free kicks inside fifty compared to their one, yeah. so I don't think the umpires can really take much of the blame. Oh no, I mean, in terms of assigning blame to them, they're certainly not the reason why we lost. Um, the, the reason why we lost is mental. It's upstairs. Oh, uh, maybe. 
You reckon? I would say our outside players, Henderson and Hartung, didn't give us the run we needed in the second half. Well, that's true. Actually, Henderson butchered the ball on two really significant occasions. What well, went unpunished, though. Well, the bloke I, kicked it out of bounds on the full. There wasn't one to set up a goal of ours. He kicked it straight to... Oh, yeah, it was right. an inside 50. So a, missed, a missed opportunity. Yeah, I think that could have been key. What key. did you think of Giray? Uh, it was fine. I don't yeah. know. It didn't look like it missed a beat. He didn't get exposed too much. Yeah, well, it wasn't a bad game, but mm. I wouldn't say it was an exceptional game either. I, does he stay in the side? Probably. Yeah. Uh, well. I, wouldn't be, um, I wouldn't be too annoyed if he kept his spot. I don't know. It, it's really... It's one of those losses where it's hard to know... You know, injuries aside. Well, i got to say, I thought including Vickery with McAvoy into the ruck worked well against um, uh, Grundy. Yep. He's been really playing very well for Collingwood, and I mm. thought they they really held him out of the game quite well. I'd like Vickery to stay in. Uh, I don't think there's any point in bringing him back for a game and then relegating him to VFL straight away. I mean... We've got to start seeing some return on that investment, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I am looking forward to um, Tommy Mitchell playing against his old side. That will be interesting, yeah. How I mean, do you reckon he'll go? I mean... Well, they'll, they'll obviously make a point of trying to make sure he doesn't have any influence. Yeah. yeah well, if Tom Mitchell doesn't have any influence, we're truly <laughs> lost, aren't we, at the moment? But, uh, I mean, he had 22 contested possessions. And then he had yep. nine intercept possessions. Yeah. I mean, yep. incredible. He even had an intercept mark. <laughs> How much is he paying for the Brownlow? I don't know if you have that on on hand at the moment, but I'd be very interested. I'm not a betting man myself, but if I was going to take the plunge, then Tom Mitchell for the Brownlow at the moment—that's a good smoky. Yeah, he would be. He would be looking pretty well, but uh, Sloan would be doing pretty well as well. He would be. Um, what is interesting about Sloan is that clubs know now that you can shut him down. And if you do, you go a long way to being beating Adelaide, which could be the same for Mitchell and Hawthorne, to be honest, well, at this that's, stage. That's the narrative. I'm not sure that uh, they're getting the selections right in that midfield over in Adelaide. Mm. But mm. Uh, he's an incredible player. He certainly is. Um, now let's go to a question from uh, Al Stocks. Great to hear from you, Al. Uh, with the injury list and finals unlikely, should Clarko return to 2005 and concentrate on a new plan with youth players and not care about winning? All right. Well, I think it's important to have a look at how Box Hill went on that <laughs> note. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, why not? Because we, we've I... joked that this should be a Box Hill podcast, and week by week it seems to be... Yeah, well, they came from uh, 33 points down at Collingwood to run over the top of them. So it, it finished uh, 16-6, 102 to 11-10-76 in the end. Now, this is the second week in a row where our streak for this year kind of looked like in jeopardy mm. and um, picked ourselves up off the canvas and got in front and had ourselves a pretty good win. Yeah, well, we're top of the league. Game clear now. There you go. Looking so, very good. Uh, we And this is important. Without our injured captain, David Mirror, Will mm. Hams, Pit, Fitzpatrick... Vickery, Headley, Jurey, all the development players really stood up. And Andrew Moore, formerly of Port Adelaide and uh, Richmond, was really important to us. Mm -hmm. Pitnet dominated in the ruck. Yes, I did read that. Good on him. He might get a game soon. Sharon Berg had 41 disposals for Collingwood. <laughs> okay. Right? And uh, he was just raking them up like autumn leaves, really. <laughs> I think that's the fifth week Bucks has overlooked his stunning form. So thank goodness he didn't play in the AFL. But he threatened to take the game away and we, we had to put Evans 
or one mm. M, who um, produced a wonderful turnover. <laughs> and uh, I want to announce Mitchell yep. Lewis. Yes. As a real player. My boy, Mitchell Lewis. He looked terrific. Like really? Every contest, he was oh, wow. more and more dominant. And so aggressive. Any chance and you could he looks sneak sign- him into the seniors? <laughs> <laughs> Look, he looks sizable and he's getting confidence, which yeah. is what you need from, from forwards like that. Well, he, he kicked three. Like, wow, okay, kick three. And there they were they were important goals. You know, when we were when the momentum was with us, he was making sure we were getting value okay. for value for shots at goal. And uh, Cousins, who's also on the list. Yes, uh, heard plenty about Cousins recently. In, a lot of buzz about Cousins. Instrumental, 23 kicks, 10 tackles, 11 clearances. Yep. Now, this is the one I think we want to see. Okay. And that's Willsmore. He played well, 25 disposals, 5 clearances. Yep. Right? But he just keeps getting overlooked and hyped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does. We brought this up last week. Is it finally timed, Tiz? Well, I think it'll be at the expense of Billy or um, the Phantom. Yeah. But uh, he, he might be needed in Sydney. Mind you, it is a very small ground, isn't it? So there's not Smaller, a lot of space sure. to run in. Yeah. So perhaps it's not suited for him to come in this weekend against such a, a rolling mall of a Sydney, cricket, uh, Sydney rugby side. Does but, he uh, make his debut at all this year, Wills Moore? Oh, yeah, he, he'd have to. Otherwise, he just walks out <laughs> without having debuted. Now, <laughs> so in, in short, and I think Newman said this, Box Hill are just finding a way to win. They're, um, they're just looking for their... Uh, they mm. look for the the um, the weakness in the opposition and they okay. finally end up exploiting it. No matter the personnel. And it's just... It's just the belief in each other and um, their their ability to contest now, is terrific. With that in mind, I return to Al Stock's question: Is it time to start concentrating on a new plan based around that? You uh, know, yeah, I the, think the, the new Box plan Hill is um, win the VFL Premiership. Pretty sure that's the new plan. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you need to you need to give these folks confidence. You don't want to rob them of their um, their confidence just by putting them in the AFL early. You know, but you've got to reward their efforts, which is why Fitzpatrick got elevated before Vickery. Do you want to see efforts rewarded on a more regular basis? I, oh, I know well, I constantly those, discuss being I mean, impatient for the future. Willsmore has been waiting a long time, but well, Cousins this, has only just arrived. Well, this is the thing. Uh, we had another question from uh, Kelly. Thank you, Kelly, uh, from, um, for tweeting into at Hawk Talk Pod. Uh, why aren't we giving debuts to Cousins and Willsmore? And that, that is the question. I mean, Cousins needs to be elevated, doesn't he, at this stage? Is that right? Well, I think you only need to look at what happened to Jai Simpkin in a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, okay. He's a little bit undersized. Yes. And, Big shoulder uh, troubles, am I yeah, right? Yeah, AC joint busted. Yeah. And, uh, of course, he loses a lot of confidence with that. He loses mm. uh, continuity. Yep. And uh, all you're looking for in these young fellas is to get the confidence up, the awareness. You know, you don't want to throw them in at the deep end unless you're sure. So we're on the right track, that's what I'm hearing from you, in terms of blooding new players? Well, you, you have to be, really, if, you, if you've got that many going up into the AFL, yep. being competitive, yep. which we were, mm. even though we, we died at the end of the game, yep. didn't run the game out at all, really. Mm. And... Uh, and then you keep winning in the VFL, you know that your game plan and your structures are quite good. Mm. You know, and you also know the ethic at the club and the the camaraderie is there. Are you, as a Hawthorne supporter, adjusting to the fact that we're in this position where we're effectively rebuilding? Have you come to that point yet? Uh, 
as a as a <laughs> being exposed to Hawthorne after ninety one. Yep. For most of my spectating life. Yeah. Hawthorne has, you know, the last three years have been golden, mm. but by no means expected. Yes. Right? And so we don't, it's not that I expect mediocrity. Mm. It's just that you've got to celebrate the really good stuff. Like Hodge and Mitchell, mm. they're legends. Franklin, yep. it's just ridiculous. You know, he's so talented. Cyril, these blokes, uh, even Lewis. I mean, mm. his touch with the footy, his ability to pass, we're not going to see that for a long time. Mm. And um, I, I'm not sure where... I, I'm sure Clarko knew how good they were. Yeah, yeah. But he he designed a game plan around their strengths. Mm. And now he needs to find out what the strengths of the players playing group he has are at the moment Yeah, and work to those. Rather than getting those players and trying to clone them. Yes, Right, which you can see he's tried to do with Tom Mitchell, <laughs> Sam Mitchell, yeah. etc. Yeah. Right? See ball, get ball, handball. You know, it's like Greg Williams. Yeah, that's Greg right. Greg Williams, Sam Mitchell, Tom Mitchell. Yeah. Very similar players. Mm. So he doesn't have to throw everything out. He doesn't want to do a, uh, is it Brad Scott or Chris Scott that says throw the baby out with the bathwater every, no, every press conference? Well, they're both idiots, so who cares? <laughs> but you can see that uh, perhaps he did underestimate the importance of a couple of those. Yeah, perhaps like keep the blueprint you had and start drawing up another one, but maybe with some slight tweaks. But they need, they all need tinkering. I mean, you can never win the premiership the next year with exactly the same game plan. The competition catches up. Yep. So... Are you are you happy with the progress so far? Do you think? Are you enjoying the games? <sighs> yeah, I not necessarily the result, but the games. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm still going. I'm still going to them. I'm still and you're watching seeing them. how good Burton can be. And He's, you're seeing Hardwick. That's, that's how well yeah. trained he is, and effectively, that's what's keeping me really interested. Because um, I've come to some sort of resignation sounds too pessimistic, but I've come to some sort of acceptance that we're not going to be much this year. But just... I'm not buying into... Mate, if we can turn it on in the second half rather than the first half... Yeah. Right? If we can if we can just hold a pattern, hold a formation for the well, first half... Th- that's the other thing. Like, as you know, I look at people like Burton and Hardwick and Howe and I'm like... Well, we've got we're not completely at sea. We've got something here, and then I look at how we perform in the first half with with all of those players we have out. I look at our first half, and it's like, well, we're not hopeless. Like there's we're 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 close to something, and I don't know that that kind of I, I'm buoyant about it. What you more, more so than I was at the start is, of the season the, for sure. The problem is what you're seeing are the the individuals, yeah. right? And you, <laughs> clubs can go years praising individuals, yeah, and yeah, never I, really looking like they're going to get anywhere near a premiership. True, right? I understand. Yeah, it, it takes a cohesive team yeah, to do it. Right. Well, that's what I'm going with. But when you see, you know, the lesser lights, yeah, really plugging into big games, mm. while someone else gets tagged out of the match, things like, oh, they just have a bad day, and someone else steps up, like yeah. we saw in previous years. Yeah, that's when you know that the game plan and the team are really working well. 
I yeah, look, I guess I feel like I'm just saying things, you know, budding yeah. uh, at the moment. Yeah. That's right. So and it gives you hope. Yeah. And it's it, almost frustrating at times because oh, other sure. blokes don't come on as well as the others. Yeah. But we're, we're um, trying we're just trying to see what sticks at the moment and what's going to carry us forward, which is it's going to be an annoying process. It's going to be a hopeful process. Imagine if no one was putting their bloody hand up. That was one thing. In the second half, I thought we needed some leadership. Yeah. I thought we'd, we were bereft of that. You, what, you Someone didn't... to just put up their hand and go, <laughs> Well, Hodge I'm put up his hand this... and turned it into a fist. And you know, away I'm going <laughs> <laughs> to take this moment and we're going to bloody win this. Yeah. I didn't get that from any of the players on the ground. No. No, that, uh, you know, that'll come in time, it hopefully. Was, it looked very panicked. A yeah. lot of the players look very panicked. And well, uh, I mean, wouldn't you be panicked? I mean, you know, it's but there's, you know, they got to learn that if you panic, it's lost. Well, true, but I just mean it'd be pretty frustrating as a as a player to to see your side crumbling before you and going this bloody thing again. We've done this. We've well, we've collapsed are, in second halves before. Why are we doing it again? There are things you can do, Nick. You can apart start from a fight. complain and you panic, can, you <laughs> start a fight. You know, yeah. you can do all these things to just sort of stop the momentum of the pies. Can yep. you hit someone? Whatever. <laughs> Both your suggestions have been start a fight and hit someone. Well, that's right. But you've got. Are to, you friends with Kurt Heatherly, by any chance? <laughs> But these are things that used to happen in the 80s and the 90s just yeah. to stop uh, a run-on. And yeah. I mean, Mitchell used to do it as well. Or you, or you, or yeah. you pose for a free kick <laughs> to make sure you, you suddenly get possession and you can start winning some territory mm. because we just weren't holding any territory or having clear possession. Well, I think we... Um we can put that game to bed now. We can put it to rest and we can move on. Anyway, there was a lot to take out of that game. There it was. It wasn't all doom and gloom. No, that's right. I was about to say, not all of it negative. It, very disappointing to have a loss, of course, and to give up that lead. But there is some positives to take out of it, as we've covered. Now, I want to get to award season as well, Tiz. I don't think we did award season last week. Oh, didn't we? No, I th- it's I a shame. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got two this week to make up for it. <laughs> so strap yourselves in. So this is the inaugural, oh right, I forgot about you guys, award. Um, uh, do you have any idea what this could be about? Is it our late inclusions? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I will, uh, I will actually put my hand up and say I thought Sicily was pretty good. Yes, he was in yep. the first half. Looked and, very motivated. I tell you what, that Henry Shea that they got down from GWS, yep. little lettuce leaf like in defence, isn't he? Yeah, he is really. Yeah, he was out body. After he played very so well easily. on Buddy, I thought, what's wrong with this guy now? You know. Ah, oh, mate, when that game against Buddy, I, me personally, I looked at that. And I went, that's a flash in the pan. Did you? Yeah, I just I tipped it from the outset. Well, you know, he could be something, but yeah, I. Didn't rate him at that particular time, me personally. But no, this is the award um, that revolves around Port Adelaide and Gold Coast. Did you know that they didn't play on the weekend, Tiz? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't care. Because it impacted my fantasy scores. Okay, so you had something on the line. You had real stakes. Yeah, didn't they go marauding, uh, I mean, um, travelling and touristing (laughs) around uh, China? Oh, is that what they both did? A few of them got photographed in front of temples and things and oh there you go um recentered my world did not change at all that they didn't play they were completely invisible to me i did not care it took me until the end of the round to realize that port adelaide and gold coast didn't play on the weekend fair enough we have them uh 
week. week yeah, I think we had Port after yep. Sydney. Yeah, on a um, Thursday night. I mean, you could argue that Gold Coast didn't play the week before either. But <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but I think the lesson to take out of all this is to relegate Port Power and Gold Coast. What do you reckon? Oh, do you want relegation in our league? Because no, it's probably, oh, probably the, the wrong time to call for it, really. <laughs> no, for the love of God, leave the game alone. Oh, my God. Here I'm, comes I'm the Oakley just, Chargers. Uh, <laughs> the Oakley Chargers. I feel like every week now, it's gotten really bad. Every week, there's a new rule or idea Yeah, well, the worst, one, the worst one so far is um, outlawing punching. I mean, why would you want to do that? <sighs> that in itself is ridiculous because Gil... Why did they ever allow it? <laughs> At yeah. what point did they go, no, that's fine. We'll keep that. Well, Gil came out, he did a press conference on it yesterday, we mentioned it, and he said, well, I don't think it's a good look for our game and, you know, we want to we want to stamp it out. It's like, but you won't suspend anyone at the MRP, but it's not a good look. I just, just if you don't believe in it, don't say anything at all. Don't feel like you, you you're under pressure to make a comment if you don't believe in what you're saying. You know, I just thought it was ridiculous. Jeez, a lot of people have nothing to say, Nick. Um, <laughs> if that were the case, <laughs> it's very true. <laughs> I I just don't understand why they put up with it for so long. But is it that much of a concern? I guess really? what you were talking about was the yeah. extended finals and things. That is part of it, yeah. That that latest wildcard idea. Don't... Oh. To keep us interested in the world. Do they realise mm. that most of the time yeah. it's only the top four that have yeah. any of the, any chance at the premiership? So extending it out to 10 yep. is just creating more games yep. that are irrelevant, but they just have final at the end of the title. Money spinners gets people through the gates, gives people hope that something amazing could happen. I think it's off the back of the Bulldogs winning it from seventh last year. I think that's a massive aided argument. By, aided by the, the week's grace they had to get everyone up for the West Coast final. Oh, yeah, remember, that was a new idea they implemented. Aren't new ideas great, everyone? Yeah, they, they come with no controversy or discussion at all after the fact. New idea. Oh, and now game, we see why he did it. The, because the, he wants to fill that week with... Ten versus eight, nine versus uh, ten versus seven, nine versus eight. See, for all the crap we can put up with about the game, and a lot of it to do with umpiring decisions, so much is open to interpretation. And you find that out when you discuss, when you try and introduce someone to the game of AFL, trying to introduce them to the rules is an absolute nightmare because <laughs> so much is based on like interpretation and context mm. and, and it's really hard to enforce the rules but for as much as we can go on and on about that and and how annoying it is there's actually plenty about our game that's fine the way it is and it's actually perfectly enjoyable and doesn't need to be tinkered with and that's what you don't need wild card all that bullshit you don't need to start tinkering with deliberate out of bounds and calling it sufficient intent and insufficient intent and, and you don't need a twilight grand final but i guess if it makes money tis then i guess it's on the table isn't it that is that the point of all this he's saying embrace the gray embrace the gray what do you, what do you mean oh not like um you know Hug your grandparents, but more, <laughs> but more embrace the grey areas out of AFL. Yeah, basically. The non-decisions that we... I mean, it, it lets us... gives us a lot to talk about, Nick. 
It does give us a lot to talk about. Speaking of grey areas, uh, they want to get rid of the bounce. Yeah, a prime example. Have you noticed that uh, a lot of those Mm. umpires that now have OH&S concerns about bouncing the ball are all about 10 years older than (laughs) the eldest players going around? Really? Is that so? I wonder wonder why they'd be really feeling it, you know, (laughs) all this. And, of course, um, they're the best decision makers, Nick, the ones with the most experience. Oh, are they? Is that how it yeah. goes? Yeah, and okay. also OPSM really came to the party for them. Yeah, well, yeah. they sponsor the umpires. Don't That's they? right. Yeah. yeah, well, they would be if they're getting. Into Should go on spec savers. Oh, you know, early forties. <laughs> Should get money for that. Bloody early forties for a lot of the umpires, and they're saying how they can't bounce the ball anymore. Yeah, I think that. I think maybe we should turn a deaf ear to that and get some younger umpires. What do you reckon? <laughs> Why not? Why not? just seems strange it does seem a bit strange but that's you you rightly bring up that is the hot topic for the week for this week is the bounce great show love it <laughs> no the show is not in question <laughs> the tradition of bouncing the ball you um, don't enjoy the bounce i love the bounce it's so are you talking about the tv show still yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh look it's fine when are we gonna get a gig eh that's what i'm wondering oh, um, i reckon you'd be good at that little segment well no it's not WTF? What is it again? Um, yeah, it's a great show. What, what's that? What's that segment? <laughs> yeah, that memorable um, segment that everyone loves. Uh, turn it up. Turn it up. I would be good at that. Yeah. In fact, no, I go one further. I'd, I'd be better. Better. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Can, can you moo as well? Because um, no, I'm not going to do that. Mooney's terrible at mooing. Well, he's terrible at a lot. That's <laughs> besides the point. <laughs> <laughs> um, just look back at 08. But no, I you know on the subject of the bounce, um, it's a traditional part of our game, so leave it. And if the bounce doesn't work, throw it up because that's what we've always done. And people will say, "Why don't you just throw it up to begin with?" Well, there are a whole lot of shortcuts you can take in life. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you want to be that we person don't want taking that the easy way out? <laughs> yeah. Well, at Eddie had they couldn't bounce the ball on uh, Sunday because. I was- the- the turf had been relayed recently and it wouldn't... <laughs> well, that would explain what happened on Saturday because I was at the Saints-Swans game. Oh, right. And we saw maybe the most comical attempt at a bounce I've ever seen. And it was great. But am I saying, well, just throw it up and get rid of the bounce entirely? No. Uh, no. And, and we had the female umpire debut on the weekend? Yes, that's right. She did well. Did she? I, I didn't actually see the game. Was she received well, Tiz? Yes, she was. I, th- okay. I think she actually got a handshake from Josh Kennedy in a in a losing team. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so he he went out of his way for that. I want to get on to our next award. Speaking of Eddie had before, since that came up. Can we talk about West Coast? Well, how much do you want to talk about West Coast? Well, because what's wrong? You're saying we're a Jekyll and Hyde side. What the, oh, what's well. going on there? Well, I think we know what's going on there. They travel to Melbourne, they fall apart. Just it's pretty ha- simple. Half of them are from Melbourne. Nick. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And I well, well that I, makes sense, it, Tiz. They're from, they're from Melbourne, so they'd rather be doing anything but playing football <laughs> when they're back. It's very strange, though. Like if that were yeah. if that were us, yeah, it'd be very peculiar. That'd be a whole irate podcast. It would be, yeah. To constitute an entire hour just on that subject. <laughs> I want to talk about something I noticed Eddie had. This is uh, the inaugural Desperate Stunt to Attract Fans Award. Ooh. Now, it was announced earlier this year. It's old news. I, I, I concede that. Eddie had Stadium was launching a secret salt for its hot chips. 
Were you aware of this? Oh, yeah. I did see your little photo. Yeah, so it's it's one of three new types of salt. And I had a chance to sample it for myself on the weekend, attending the uh, Saints Clash against the Swans. What makes it so special? It's not special. Well, just clear that up right now. I don't know. So I don't know what it is. Oh, for sure. But I wasn't blown away by it. It's just a big fat eh from me. For the, for the secret it. salt. Well, I wanted to nick it. I'll, I'll take it back to the lab. The secret will be mine, Eddie had. You fools! You shouldn't have left it out in plain sight. It'll be like that curry place that never cleaned the pots. That was their secret. <laughs> or just left it out in the sun. <laughs> I don't know. It wasn't It wasn't anything that's special about it. But never, no, they have three types of salt. Yeah, I'm sure that'll get people to the Docklands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so glad we. What, well, how what, many games do we have at the Docklands this year? I think we have St. one. Kilda, by the way, that's what went a, wrong with them? That's of concern. Um, played Sydney into some form. Well, Richardson can't coach. Is what went wrong with them? Oh, yeah. Sydney tried the same thing all game and were allowed to succeed almost every single time. Wow. Yeah, and, I, Mac- I can and McCartan. S- uh, McCartan didn't. Well, he didn't really do much, did he? He didn't really have an impact. No, nah, I thought that was strange to drop um, Bruce for McCartan. Yeah, it was a bit strange. Like, I don't know how much. Okay, their problems weren't with a with a misfiring forward line. The Saints. I'll put that out there right well, now. It didn't, the, it didn't get there because they were winning oh, all the contested ball. Um, they struggled to get it up there. Uh, but their biggest problem was um, their biggest problem was counteracting exactly what Sydney was trying to do, and it was so blatantly obvious. It was. It relied upon Sydney winning contested footy first of all. So what would happen is there'd be contested footy on the wing, save from like, you know, a stoppage or like a throw-in, something like that. Um, and Sydney would win it and they'd flick it out, out of the contest to one of their free men. And then they'd transition it to the centre of the ground where it was left completely vacant. Wow. It was just completely unguarded. And from there, Sydney would either run to the 50 and go for home or they would kick it from the square onto the chest of someone or or to a pack or something like that. And every single time it seemed to go that way. And even Sydney transitioning it out of defence, they would do this thing where Sydney would switch it and then they would move it up to the wing and then they'd look inside go and then the they corridor. would yeah, yeah, and then they would initiate the very same attack. And St Kilda never cottoned onto it. They, really? they just never defended the corridor, didn't even bother. And I reckon it probably cost them upwards of five goals. Kicked in almost the same manner every time. Um, and to, to, to not help matters, St Kilda's disposal was just atrocious. Was yeah. So they were completely um, burnt all the time on, on the instant counter-attack from their own poor disposal. The, my favourite moment of the match sitting with my girlfriend towards the end was calling when St Kilda were going to switch it. Because they were so <laughs> preoccupied with switching it and switching it badly that we knew when it was coming, yeah. and we sat there in a, in a whole cluster of St Kilda supporters on level <laughs> oh, three. No. We both we got to the point where we were both going, switch it, switch it, yay! Okay, here it comes, here it comes again, switch it again, yay! yay okay, here we go. It's going to turn over. It's going to turn over. Five, four, three, two. I did it early. Yes, they made us do it, and then Sydney would kick a goal. It was alarming how predictable St Kilda were and how predictably the manner in which they would turn it over reminds me of yelling out footsteps whenever Cyril's about to tackle someone oh yeah exactly love it yeah like you know you know exactly how it's going to play out and it's always delicious when it does Um, so there are my two awards Um, I hope people appreciate that mini recap of the Saints game Mm. they gave there now you sound a bit pessimistic for Friday night 
But uh, oh. did you did you manage to rustle up a rant? I did manage to rustle up a rant. I'm so glad you asked. I'm a, you know I'm a little pessimistic, but you know how we play in Sydney. We do all right. Yeah. Recent history shows we go all right in Sydney. I was up there when when Cyril kicked that winning goal. Are you going this week? I'm not going no. this week. There we go. There no. we go, folks. Vote of confidence. <laughs> what, what? I'm expected to buy an airfare every time. <laughs> what? If you want us to win, Nick, obviously. Oh, you you're. The, I'm the lucky yeah. charm. Oh, well, I guess we'll see. I'll be sitting on the couch here uh, with my girlfriend, my swan-supporting girlfriend, and we'll see how how our relationship is during that game. (laughs) (laughs) It could get a bit spiteful. I have rustled up a rant, Tiz. Yeah. Well, let's see how we go. Now, Sydney, I know there's the temptation to pump this up as a huge clash between two heavyweight rivals, but let's be real for a second. For this to be any kind of rivalry, there has to be a sense of competition between the two sides. The fact is, we're all bored, Sydney. Bored to tears. About as bored as your Fairweather fans are clapping politely, all the while wishing they were at the rugby. We're all bored from waiting for something to happen. I mean, let's look at your grand finals. Newsflash, Swans fans, one out of three ain't bad. Ain't really a saying, is it? (laughs) It ain't even a pass mark. As far as I'm concerned... I'm breaking out a big fat red sharpie and drawing a big fat F on the last few years. And that pretty much sums up where you are now. You're a bunch of failures. Look at your place on the ladder. It's clear to see. And how sad that it's come to this, that after all this time, you still need someone to hold your hand, to come along and defibrillate an organisation that's been a charity case for almost its entire lifespan. God knows Hawthorne's played its part in pumping some electricity through your corpse of a club. We gave you due, and what did you do? We gave you McGlynn, and you still couldn't win. Josh Kennedy, most of our list has a better legacy. And Lance Franklin, why, you'd think buying the best player in the league might help you out a little, but no, for all the flashy stuff he does on the field, for all the incredible moments that make up his highlight reel, he's still a two-time Premiership Hawk, and a wait-and-see <laughs> prospect for the Swans. And time's ticking, Sydney. People laughed when you signed Buddy to a nine-year deal, and now we're laughing because you might need all nine years to put a medal around his neck. You might need to stick him at full forward with a walking frame the way you guys are going. See, history will remember Sydney has been just fine these past few years. Sydney were contenders, but Hawthorne will always be feared as premiers. You know what we can do when given half a chance. And as I recall, you always give us a sniff when we fly up to Sydney. So frankly, I look forward to this Friday night. And not because we're rivals, as much as the media want to beat that up. There's no competition. I look forward to proven champs embarrassing a team that will forever be remembered as barely reaching its potential. Yep, and they're not even the best in Sydney now. So (laughs) They've fallen from grace, that's for sure. They're not even the best in Sydney. I mean... That said, are we, are we saying that within the context of the past week? It doesn't take much to get over Richmond. You only need inside a minute to get over Richmond. Do you, do you want to spend some time on Richmond? Oh, I, was, I, I have a lot of time oh, for Richmond. It, I was just watching that because um, I'd switched off the week before because I thought Freo had won. Yeah. I mean, sorry, I thought Richmond had won. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Switched off and then I checked my app later and Freo had won and I was like, how in how the hell God's name did, did that happen? happen? Yep. Then I watched GWS live <laughs> and it's just a countdown to see how they can lose really it is yeah and you just it's, it reminds me of like a shot clock in the nba <laughs> you're just c- counting down until the buzzer it's gonna happen it was it was so good and you can just or you can hear jared healy already telling you what they've done wrong yep. on the monday night yeah <laughs> <laughs> you, you can, can predict just, it yeah 
and Paul Ruse probably got another one minute and a half of the worst football in a generation <laughs> out of that. I mean, it's brilliant and poor Richmond fans. Canelli, I think for three AW, I think it was he called it. Did you hear this? No. He actually legitimately called that Richmond were going to lose the game inside like the last minute. (laughs) (laughs) He predicted it. And that's what a laughingstock Richmond have become. The fact that this commentator was able to go, oh, yeah, they've lost. Yeah. Oh, they're up now. But, you know, they're they're done. They're gone. (laughs) It's like, what? that is audacious. And I commend him for that because no commentator ever sticks their neck out in that way. Two of the youngest players in the key moment. Yeah. Shy Bolton kicking the goal. And yeah. then it being touched by Perryman. Yeah. Oh, it's just... It's beautiful. It's poetry. It rhymes. I love how um, <laughs> Jeremy Cameron took it upon himself to kick the goal, too. He yes. Didn't, he didn't decide to run it closer to the goal or anything like that. Or Do you, do you know who Richmond have got this week? No, I don't, actually. Do you want me to check? They're becoming highly irre- irrelevant real quick. Oh, I love it. But did you know they're still, uh, in terms of the Victorian clubs, they're leading the way. How, how strange is that? Apparently they are. Oh, I think they're on, in terms of the ladder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but should relegate them all. <laughs> Actually, having said that, you know, we're looking at having Hodgie's 300th in Tassie. So I'm hoping oh, that he kind of misses a game soon. Yeah, I'd, I'd prefer him to have the 300th here. Yeah, we don't want him playing GWS in Tassie, thanks. <laughs> okay, no, I'm mistaken. Geelong sits on third. How are Geelong on third? That really shits me. But well, they've uh, they got an easy draw. Geelong's on third. You got the next Victorian club is Richmond on seventh and then Bulldogs on eighth. But uh look, it's a funny old they season. Got this week. Oh, well they could stand to lose that very easily. Mm. Richmond. At the dream time. Dream time game at the G. That. Um, it's a funny old season, isn't it? But um you know, as much as we can go on about that, I think Hawthorne's path from here is pretty clear, don't you think? What finals? <laughs> You're taking the piss, aren't you? You don't really believe we're going to make finals. Oh, look, I think this is the first time every team's had at least three wins by this stage of the season since yep. 1990. So it's a very even competition. Yep. And uh, lots of things will be decided by injuries this year. So Well, to that end, I think our season's already been decided by injuries, hasn't it? Yep. A lot of injuries for us. And they're not just weakers. They're eight-week Seven they're long, injuries. yeah, they're so, long, serious injuries. Um, so our depth's going to be tested and we're going to see some players put their hands up and we're going to see others sort of uh, be found out. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. I want to see what happens from here. Uh, it's going to get. It's going to keep and me watching. It's going to keep me going love, to the football. I would just love to take the all the air out of, all the oxygen out of Sydney this that's, weekend. That's what I'm saying, mate. We're going to do it all season. That's the bright side. If if, if you're not willing to accept, who, who oh, are you putting on Franklin though? Uh, let's go Heatherly. Let's. Oh, wow, he'd he- kill him. He- <laughs> I reckon by the third quarter, he gets a bit angry. He oh, hulks wow. up. Heatherly yeah. hulks up and takes on Franklin. That's something I want to see. <laughs> no. That's the only reason. I'd, I look. It's a bit harsh to look, put I, him on. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, is there? Has there ever really been a key matchup for Lance Franklin? I mean, really, he's a freak. 
So you can, you know, you can I have it. I know Lakey did all right, I reckon. <laughs> okay, all right. Especially his elbow. <laughs> did wonderfully. Yeah, drove him into the turf. Oh, that was that nice, was, wasn't it? That was, I love that. But nothing will surpass the kiss on the cheek. From Hodgie. Yeah. yeah. That is an all-time classic grand and, final moment. And the fact that he smiled when he got it. Oh, he loved it. <laughs> he loved it. And you know why? All you can do Folklore. is laugh. Yeah. All you can do is laugh. When you're having that shit a day and your club's being... Absolutely demolished and deconstructed. By any no, Frank. Well, frankly, I mean broadly, the team mm. was having a terrible day. In fact, you they're, know, they're what are we doing recording this? Hawthorne Let's watch players. the 2014. Yeah, yeah they're three best for Hawthorne players. That's that was right. such a good call by McAvaney. <laughs> let's let's chuck that grand final on now. What are we doing this for? <laughs> Maybe everyone can join us. But hey, maybe we could. Li- I, I'll if I get time, I'll chuck the grand final on and live tweet that. Well, maybe if fans get too pessimistic and there's a complete loss of hope, maybe we can revert to that. <laughs> this podcast will transform into something completely different indeed. Yeah, Hawthorne Nostalgia Podcast. <laughs> yeah, the Hawthorne Nostalgia Podcast. Uh, remember 2015? Yeah. Now in black and white. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my premierships on VHS. <laughs> uh, now, Tiz, before we go, before we wrap this up, I think you know my tip. What about your tip for this Friday night? I really want to see us compete well. And um, hmm. we might be able to do it. I mean, Sydney aren't that great, are they? Um, well, Got a few young players. You know, speaking like, of someone who if went... We, but who if attended, we can't run out the game again, that's it. It's all over. Well, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think so So many of our losses have had to do with us, which I, it sounds like sounds like a ridiculous statement because on the one hand, well, of, of course they are to do with us. We're the other team out there. But I just mean we to some extent control our destiny and uh we've we've let ourselves down horribly all throughout season 2017 so i mean who knows knows? if we if we can put four quarters together put four quarters together anything can happen and uh you're so right it would be great to derail to derail that sydney train what a spectacular feeling that'll be i look forward to that happening all year as i said by a point by a point I don't care oh, how it's done. By a point, it would be even sweeter. We haven't had a draw for ages, so... <laughs> are, you, are you tipping a draw? Is that what's happening here? Every week until one happens. Every- <laughs> <laughs> All right. This could take a while. <laughs> well, I don't know about tips on this program. Last week, we heard that Vickery would kick six against Collingwood, so I don't know about tips. But nevertheless, I'll take that into account. If you are right... It's going to be a massive party next podcast. (laughs) Massive draw-based party. I reckon that might do us, Tiz. We are a happy team at Hawthorne.